Hello, everyone. Welcome to the goddamn podcast. Wait, are these earphones working? Yes, they are. This is Mark Joseph Bennett coming to you, recorded from the XC60 Recording Studios. Now, uh, we're just in the elevator, right? And, you know, what do you do when you're in the elevator and it has a mirror? You got to check your nose, you know. TMI, guys, am I right? TMI. Remember when everyone used to say that in like the early 2000s, I think it was? Just anybody be telling any kind of interesting story whatsoever, you know? And I'm like, ah, TMI is what boring people used to say. The same type of people who love karaoke say TMI. It's like, no, the guy's telling an interesting fucking story, you know? Just because it involved his urethra doesn't mean it's TMI. Anyway, I'm glad that's over. But, um, was a, yeah, so I just wonder, you know, what they see, these guys. Because, uh, you know, I, I just yank out the nose hair. And I'm I'm 40 now. I got hair coming out all over the place. I just, I've been a hairless person most of my life. You know, I, I have hair on my legs, but that's it. And uh, ba- barely any hair on my face. I can grow like a small uh, sensei-like goatee, you know, like Japanese masters in the old Kung Fu movies. That, that's what I have. You know, I have the, the two sides of the mustache and then like a long part on the chin. And that's what I grow naturally. Nothing on the, maybe, I, maybe there's an Asian man in me somewhere. I'd like there to be one. <laughs> you know what I mean? TMI, guys. TMI. Anyway, I just rip out the nose hair. And uh, I am fully aware that I'm on camera. That's the thing. I don't give a shit, right? And uh, you're in the elevator, even though there's a camera there. I'm just like, whatever. I got this nose hair. It's got to go. I always wonder, like, what, what the security guards are looking at all day long. Because I'd be glued to that fucking thing. You know what I mean? Just a camera staring down at people when they think they're alone, but they're not. You know, you get... And then you have all the cleavage shots. Oh, my. Oh, my. Hard to do your rounds when you got a boner. TM... No, I won't do it again. So, uh, I'll start. I'll start the podcast with the thing I've been saying I've been going to say in the podcast for the last three episodes, and that was we had a heckler at the firefighter show that happened a couple of weeks ago. And um, it wasn't, it's it's the, it's a bad type of heckler in that uh, they just interrupt all the time. You know, we're not having a dialogue. We're not having some kind of insult battle. You know, they're just interrupting. And um, I was watching the other comedians who were on before me, and they were uh, dealing with it as best they could. And, uh, so anyway, I'm doing one of my bits and, you know, I, I've, I, so she, she's interrupted a few times, but luckily not during any jokes. So, you know, I've said a couple of things to her. The audience has laughed. We're moving on. I know she thinks she's helping, you know, she's having a good time. And that's, that's a really tough thing to navigate when an audience member thinks they're helping and then you know, the evidence to them is that they are helping because when the comic says something back to them, a big laugh occurs, you know, but 
that's not what we want to do. And a lot of times the audience is having a big laugh because they're relieved that the comedian isn't thrown off his game and that uh, he was able to say something back to her. You know, but, you know, it's, it's, no, it's not a lot of fun. It's for us anyway. And um, at one point, I, I'm doing a joke and then uh, I'm talking about uh, breast milk. You know, people have asked me, have I tried breast milk is the, the top of the, the beginning of the joke. She goes, oh, my God, it's delicious. You should try it. Oh, my God, it's so good. What, do you haven't tried it? And I was like, well, you know, I was going to keep talking about the subject I just brought up. But no, no, let's hear what you have to say about it. And I said, you know, luckily the audience brought some jokes for us because God knows I didn't bring any. I, I just threw that sentence out there about the breast milk, just hoping somebody would fill in the end. You know, and everybody laughs. But like something happened. The reason I've wanted to tell this story is something happened that I've never seen happen before in comedy. And guys, I've been doing this a long fucking time. All right? Her husband is next to her, and he goes, just stop. All right? And she was, and I could, and I could hear them. Not many other people could, because they were in the front row. So, uh, and then she was like, "What? I'm helping." And I knew she'd fucking say that. And then he says, "You're obviously not helping." He just said that he can't do that joke now, and that you threw it away for him. And now he has to move on, and we don't get to hear that joke. So he said, "Just stop." And uh, she got so fucking pissed off at him. And I'm and he didn't fucking budge. He was just like, no. Like he didn't like her reaction was to be go, oh, you think you're mad at me? Well, I'm gonna double down to be extra mad at you. That means I win the argument. And he's like, no, no, no. You're in the wrong and go fuck yourself. And it it was beautiful. I wanted to tell the rest of the audience, but you know. It was going to get awkward if I did that. And plus, you know, the guy, the guy did, this is just something I've wanted for so long for an audience member, for someone that is, you know, with one of these idiot hecklers to just turn to them and go, what do you think you're doing here? The man just explained to you that you need to keep your goddamn yap shut and you're still talking. Now, I married you, so I got to put up with your shit. But these fine people don't have to. And you sit there, and you have a good time. But you stay quiet. And, uh, fucking boom, right? Rest of the show. Rest of the show was a cakewalk after that. Oh, goodness gracious. And then, so you're thinking to yourself, how, Mark, how does it end? Do they get divorced? Probably. I don't know. No, the thing is... They came up and talked to us after the show. Now, luckily, she didn't do the thing where she said, oh, sorry, I was having a good time. I, I know I was helping. You know, she said nothing about it. That's right. Avoid the subject. Because there's nothing worse than when the uh, than a person who has been uh, interrupting a show, sometimes ruins the show, will come up afterwards and either fake apologize or say, wasn't it great the way I helped? And you're like, either way, you want to kick them right in the fucking solar plexus. So she didn't do that. And dude, 
came over, high spirits, thanked us for the show, saying everything, and she seemed to be in a pretty good mood too, so I, I think she kind of respects her man. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's like, you know what? I was mad for a second, but uh, my man's got a solid backbone. He's not backing down when he knows he's in the right, and uh, and that's it. You know? He's just, he, he put his foot down. You know, and I'm not saying because he's a man and she's a lady, she has to listen to him. It's, he was correct. And I'm sure if, in certain circumstances, if she was correct, even though that type of person, when is she ever going to be right, right? But if she's correct, maybe he goes, oh, you know what? Fair enough. Good on you. Nice point. I'll shut my face now. Anyway, it was her turn to shut her face. And then dude afterwards, so he's just goddamn interesting. He says to me, uh, hey, you know what they should do in this room? Because it was a big, um, what do you call them, hotel conference room, right? And he said, what you should do is just wall off this, uh, the back here. Because the, the room extended way back. And there was like hundreds of people there. But the back of the room, but the, the, the capacity of the room was even greater. I think the capacity of the room was like 600 and we had about... 350, 400 people. So there was a lot of empty space in the back. Uh, but the thing is, you know, and I'd be like this. If I were an audience member, this is exactly what I would do, is I would sit at a table far away from everybody else, and uh, that's just, you know, just to get a little space. But that's why I would make a bad audience member for a comedy show. Granted, I wouldn't interrupt. I'll tell you that much. Because you, what you want, what comedians want, is everybody to get as close to the stage as they can. You know, it just creates a nice packed-in feel. And uh, and the guy said the same thing. So the the husband of the idiot, he was uh, he, so he was saying he, he was in some kind of uh, marketing something or other. Anyway, whatever it was, he was saying he I do he goes I do this stuff, uh, marketing event planning, some shit like that. He said so. You know, you have all this extra space, and so just do a do the partition across the halfway through this room. And I'm like, what partition? And then I look, he's right. There's a he says most conference rooms will have a partition halfway through, and there's that one right there. You could have just pulled it straight across and you push up all the tables. He goes, and I'll tell you why that works. Because everyone crammed in together, it creates an energy. When people have to rub off each other, it creates some kind of electricity in the room. And I was like, is that right? He goes, yeah. He goes, I've set up a bunch of bars and, and pubs and stuff. And one of the reasons when you go to a late night bar that it's always so, there's these narrow hallways or around the bar, it's such a, such a difficult thing to navigate is they want people rubbing off each other because it creates this electricity vibe. It, and I'm like, yeah, it makes them fucking horny. So people are something else, you know. And it doesn't have to necessarily be horny. You know, we don't have to go to TMI, guys. It doesn't have to be down that, that you know, not everything is sexual. But people like touching each other. It makes them feel good. You know what I mean? You, you know when you're, at, you're on the subway, you know, you had a rough day and you sit down on the seat. And a nice looking lady, she sits right next to you on the seat. And she's just, she's just crammed up against you. It makes you feel like you're getting a little, a leg hug, you know, a little pat on the leg to say, you know what, buddy, I don't find you grotesque. It's, uh, 
we don't have to go off and have sex, but I, I just, I don't find you to be a pariah. And it makes you feel okay about yourself. You know, if someone doesn't recoil from touching you, and, and it's just, you know, all the, the rhesus monkey studies, those terrible, terrible studies where they, they have the monkeys in, in, the, in the cages. And, and it's just, of course, monkeys, animals, they flourish when, when they get affection in a, or they even just touching, you know? So the guy, he was saying that bars set up that way on purpose. That's, uh, I was like, that is, that's fucking interesting. This this guy could have done way better than this heckler chick. I'll tell you that much. She was a little sexy though. So, you know. And that's how that's that's you'll you will find a lot of hecklers are people who are doing well in life physically. And I don't just mean females, you know, um, but dudes too. It's sometimes sometimes you get old bats or old assholes. And they're just like, I'm the center of attention because I'm old and I'm fucking kooky. Woo, look at me. I'm spry. So I'll just say a bunch of shit. That, that happens every now and again. But the majority of the people, the dudes I would describe as douchebags, you know, a lot of them uh, do the bar body. You know, they got the skinny twig legs, but they got the big upper body. And, you know, a fucking uh, wrap around barbed wire tattoo on the arm. You know, shaved head. Just, hey, fucking, I was helping. There's that guy. And then there's the any lady in a bachelorette party. Oh, Christ almighty. Just kick them in the face when they come in a bachelorette parties. Once in a while, you get a nice one. Very rare. It's me, me, me. And not just the bride. All of them. Look at me. And then to a lesser extent, young ladies in general. Especially nowadays, guys. Oh, the kids today. It, they are, though. They're very, very self-centered. Uh, the So they're just on their phones or having a conversation. You're like, hey, 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 other people exist. Just get off it. But then she goes, ah, fuck yeah. And someone, someone will want to sleep with me in the next room I enter. And that's true. That's one of the reasons these young idiots learn lessons so rarely is because it's like it's a it's a blank slate every time a pretty young lady enters a room because there's a bunch of people who want to be nice to her sometimes they don't even know that they want to be nice to her just because they want to have sex with her but that is a lot of the reason and so they can go act like an asshole and then when someone tells them the truth which is hey just because you're young and uh you you've won the genetic lottery doesn't mean you get to fucking do whatever you want. You shut up. You sit down and you shut up. Those people, they think you're the asshole because normally they're not spoken to that way. And then, and then I guess you would be an asshole if you said it exactly like that, but you know what I'm saying? Normally they're not spoken to that way. And then they'll just, they'll just go to a different bar and all of a sudden, there's all these guys going, oh, you're, you're an angel who's fallen from heaven. May I drive a BMW? Do you want to go have sex with me? And, um, any hoosles. That's the thing, right? 
little, let's call it uh, physical energy. Gonna get physical, physical. I'm always singing that one. What? Who is? Who's that by? Is that by uh, Ted Turner's wife? Gonna get physical, physical. Or is it the one from Greece? Olivia, Olivia Sir Elton John. I think it's that one. I think that's her, Olivia Newton, right? I'm always singing it because it's uh, it sounds like cereal. So every time I I'm giving my boy cereal, I say we're gonna eat cereal, cereal. We're gonna eat cereal. Let's eat some cereal. Let me hear your tummy talk. Yeah, because that's that's what I've turned into now. A forty-year-old man with nose hair who yells about young ladies and sings "Gonna Get Cereal." Oh Christ Almighty, guys! All right. That's why they do conga lines at the wedding. You know? Have you noticed that? Wedding's not going so great. You know, people aren't up dancing, moving around. But a conga line seems safe. You know, hard to refuse a conga line. You don't have to do much. You don't have to dance. They're walking by your table, you know? And someone, especially if it's the bride, you know what, are you going to refuse the bride? It's her day. Guys, it's her day. And she grabs your hands and she puts them on her hips. And then she's like, hey, conga. And you're like, all right, conga. And then you kind of get a little happy. You want to know why? You're grabbing a human being by their hips, by their pelvic area. I'll tell you, Elvis, he knew. That's the part that gets people thinking. You shake the pelvic area. The world changes. Think, look, look at the fucking energy Elvis created at his concerts. He knew what was up. He just he took the conga line. He made he made it was a it was a solo conga line. Is what Elvis was doing up there. Man, I like I haven't stopped thinking about that ever since that guy said that. I'm like that's fucking. Uh, how about that? I don't know. Listen, take it, run with it. I don't know what you can do with that information. Like I've been thinking, that's powerful information to know. You know, you got to get people touching in order to get people in a public space to have a really good time. I just don't know how to apply that to my life that can enhance my life in any way, shape, or form. Like, even if I put off comedy shows, like, how do I do that? All right, let's make sure the audience has to rub their pelvises off one another, you know, in order for them to sit down. Like, I, I, I just don't, I don't know. Any hoozles. I guess close quarters. I guess what you can take from it is keep people in close quarters if you want the energy in the room up. You know? There you go. I think that's good. Oh, shit. How much time? Oh, okay. We got lots of time. Lots of time, guys. Good. Because now it's time to talk about Blippi. There's this fucking... There's this kid's character on YouTube. So my boy... um. There are times when you need a second, all right? And you got you to gotta distract the kid. You're trying to serve him some cereal. But when I say cereal, I usually mean oatmeal, by the way. We don't give him the processed sugar. We do actually give him 
cereal, a processed cereal, Frosted Flakes, whatever. It's just he doesn't really like them that much. And they're not very nutritious. So, you know. Anyway, trying to serve the kids some oatmeal. And uh, it's coming off the stove, man. I'll make it stove top. I'm not putting that in the microwave. Come on. I owe him more than that. So I need my hands for a second, you know. And I, I can't have him in the kitchen. So what I'm saying is I'm not a terrible parent when I turn on the TV to babysit my kid for seven or eight hours. What's the big deal? No, but like I, we're trying to keep the screen time down. And by we, I mean my wife is desperately trying to keep the screen time down. Now, I agree with her. I am not as adamant about it as her. And I mean, I, I don't let the boy see a lot of screen time. A, because I know she doesn't want it. And B, just it doesn't help me. You know what I mean? Like in the daytime, if if he's to watch TV, he gets very restless. He's And then our day feels very long. And now that it's the summertime, we just get out. We leave the fucking apartment and we go. And that's the only way to kill a day. And yes, that's how you describe the days, those wonderful, magical moments of taking care of your toddler. It's, it's killing the day. It really is. You know, I mean, and that's that's fine. You know, he to him, his mind, his brain's exploding with wonder. He sees a folded up leaf on the ground. He loses his mind. Uh, but that doesn't entertain me, guys. Not much anyway. Although when he said it was a pierogi the other day, it was pretty entertaining. It's because the leaf was folded over and it looked like um, like a what do you like a half moon? You know, like a pierogi. And uh, he loves pierogies. Sometimes I sing, we're going to eat pierogies. It doesn't have quite the same flow, but I do it. And uh, I was like, yeah, that leaf does look like a pierogi. But I unfolded the leaf to show him this is, in fact, a leaf. And he said, a leaf. He tries his best, but he can't pronounce everything. And uh, that was interesting. But to him, he was talking about that for two days. You know what I mean? So when I say kill the day, I just mean for me. I don't mean for him. For him, it's the magic and wonder of being alive. But for me, I just got I got to get this kid to 5.30 to when my wife gets home. You know? So anyway, back to the TV. It's just he really doesn't like a lot of TV. The Paw Patrol... Which I enjoy. Puss in Boots. Oh, God. I wish he would watch watch Puss in Boots. Watch? (laughs) I wish he would watch. The old, like, it is funny. That's funny. But um, not interested. And Paw Patrol, he wants to be interested in it, you know. But he's not. And uh, like me, when it comes to uh, working hard, I want to want to do it. But I don't do it. I don't I don't actually want to do it. And that is uh, the Paw Patrol for the boy. So it's a, it's been a struggle to find anything. So the other day I have a I have a fucking lightning bolt. He loves garbage trucks. He loves construction trucks. So I just said into my Siri microphone, 
in the Apple TV remote, which I'm sure is recording it and sending it to somewhere in Silicon Valley so they can sell us more products. I said, kids, construction trucks. And uh, boom. It's going great, right? He's watching these videos about real-life construction trucks. They're for kids, so they're trying to be educational. And I'm thinking, great, I have three or four minutes to be able to cut a fucking apple for this little kid. But then he starts getting bored of that. And uh, now I'm at my wit's end. I'm like, what? That's weird. You would think you'd like the construction trucks, but it's just it was they're too boring just to watch the straight-up trucks. So this fucking guy comes on. He's just this kid. He looks like he's about 30 years old, and uh, he's wearing a bow tie and a match, orange bow tie, orange suspenders, orange glasses, and like a, looks like a, I don't know, a Fat Albert hat, like a, like a newsboy hat with blue and orange color in it. And that's it. And then just jeans and a blue shirt. So it looks like it's a real ghetto kid's costume. Just barely anything at all. And then the dude is dancing around, and he says his name is Blippi. And I'm like, well, my God. This guy is, this is a poor man's Raffi right here. It's just some kid making these YouTube videos. I'm like, good for him for trying his best. But uh, I think you got a long way to go, friend. And then I look at the views, the views on his video. This garbage truck video that my son is now watching has 60 million views. And that is one of like, I don't know, 200 videos that Blippi has. The guy has over a billion views. He is one of the most popular YouTube people in history. And he started like three years ago. Kids are eating his shit up. So now I'm interested. I'm like, who's this fucking Blippi? And uh, what's also hilarious is that my son sees his name as Blippi. And now he asks to watch Blippi. So he says, want to see creepy? Want to see creepy? He calls him creepy. Doesn't matter how many times I, I tell him it's Blippi. And sometimes he'll even repeat it back. I'll say, it's Blippi. Can you say Blippi? Blippi. Okay, do you want to watch Blippi? Want to see creepy? And I got to say that I thought the kid was right at first. Blippi, like I said, he's got that ghetto costume. He's pretty, it's just maybe some creepy dude, right? Trying to get close to kids. But I look him up, go to his website, which he's promoting all the time on his videos. And he was like in the Air Force. He wanted to be, uh... sorry, I just had to change out the batteries. Batteries went dead in the old Zoom. H4N Pro Recorder. I had to switch it up. So I was saying, yeah, Blippi, he was in the Air Force. <laughs> Blippi. He's in the Air Force and uh, wanted to be a jet pilot or something like that. But then he said he realized when he was working his way up that he wanted to have a family and he didn't want to be away from them all the time. And I'm like, Blippi, I feel you, man. Because I'm a comedian. I don't want to be away from my family all the time. Sometimes I desperately want to be away from them. But no, 
No, but it's, you know, it's something I struggle with. And I'm trying to find a way to be home more, you know? Going forward, I don't want to get more popular and then and then have to leave all the time. I want to get more popular, yes, but I want to not have to leave as much, you know? Don't want to have to go on these tours. That, you know, these 15-month tours, that sounds like fucking hell on earth to me. Anyway, so Blippi, he decided he needed to do something else. Now he's he's at home with his two-year-old nephew, Hunter. I think his name was Hunter. And uh, Hunter is watching YouTube videos because, you know, he has parents. Hunter has parents like, like me. Just want to plop their kid in front of the TV and walk away. No, but, you know. Sometimes you need to distract them for a second. Come on, guys. I'm not a terrible parent. I don't, I don't think I am anyway. He doesn't watch a lot. We've been looking up how much that kids, apparently at the age of two, they should never watch more than two hours. And I said to my wife, two hours? Like, he's not two yet, but, you know, he's close. And I said, well, he never watches even close to two hours. Even Blippi, he gets bored of after a few minutes. But uh, I got to say, but the thing is, he always comes back to Blippi. That's that's the difference is that he doesn't ask for anything else. But we'll be at a park and, you know, and it's hard. That's another thing. It's working out both ways because, A, I get a break for a few minutes. You know, sometimes sometimes you got to take a dump. TMI. And Blippi is on. So that that helps me out. But then also when I'm at the park. Trying to get a toddler to leave the park, even if they're about to have sunstroke and you've been out for three hours and they've got to go home and take a fucking nap and eat a morsel of food. They don't want to go. They're just kicking and screaming. So now I say, let's go home and have lunch and watch some blippy and he'll go creepy. And then he'll get in the stroller. Happy to go home and watch creepy. So it's working out both ways. I'm sure it's going to backfire soon. But right now, it's good. Anyway, Creepy was watching uh, his nephew watch Hunter. No, his nephew, Hunter, watch YouTube. And he said, and what he was watching was for kids, but it was garbage. And he thought, I could, sure, even I could do better than this. And he had a bit of an interest in the area. So he made some videos for Hunter, more or less, and just put them up on YouTube. And he only got a few views. But then he started doing some more. And they started taking off, man. And now, like, fucking, ah, it's just, you know, heartwarming. To see the website, you know, it's all these kids, like, make a wish foundation shit, and they're always asking for Blippy. And the fucking kid is showing up, you know? The 30-year-old kid, he, he shows up dressed as Blippy, which, again, not really dressed, just puts on glasses and suspenders. But you know what? That's a genius, too. He just kept it simple. That way, like, you know, you're, he, he's out in the world. He's just, he's wearing jeans and a blue shirt. Looks like a normal human being. He wants to film some blippy, stick on a couple suspenders, a little fake bow tie, throw on a hat and glasses, boom, you're done. Film blippy for a little while and then take it off. You know, and then, and then and, you know, watch the ball game at a, at a local sports pub. Nobody knows in the duffel bag, 
is the tools to become a great children's entertainer. So, and also, I'm happy to report that Blippi now has a serious girlfriend. So he's even closer to the family that he left the Air Force for. Ah, I mean, and yes, yes, I know a lot about Blippi. I knew his real name for a while, but I've forgotten it. Anyway, we're thinking about buying him a Blippi costume for Halloween because, well, first of all, the kid's got merchandise all on his website. Not dumb. He is not dumb. Sells music. Sells, uh, sells you know, a little dress-up kit you can have as Blippi. All kinds of shit. Smart. And my wife keeps saying, you should do Blippi. You should be Blippi. And I was like, I, you know, I'm enough of a clown, I think. I don't need to go all the way. I do love, I do love making the videos, though. Jesus Christ. I keep wanting gear and getting gear and then making shit. You know, I've been thinking about it. Uh, Oh, and by the way, Hunter, who's now a bit older, he's like six, he understands how popular his uncle is as Blippi, and he's very proud of him. And he's proud that he helped start the entire thing. Isn't that lovely? Now, hopefully Blippi won't turn out to be, as my son describes, creepy. I'm, I'm rooting for him, you know? Because at first, like I said, I didn't see much to him. But I got to say, I can't get the songs out of my head, you know? Garbage trucks. Garbage trucks. Oh, the monster truck song? Fucking catchy, man. Monster trucks in the air. Oh, monster trucks in the air. I've done a lot of singing on this podcast, and I apologize. I apologize for that. Now, how much time we got here? Because I I know I got cut off. Okay. We got a few more minutes. Let's let's see if I can get this out. I tell you. I started to think about when I was uh, acquiring the latest gimbal for my YouTube shit. Not even just YouTube, just making videos. And, um, and I know it's on a small scale. And I know it's just me. But I'm starting to think that's, what, that's all I want to do. You know, like I, when I was young, guys, I, I liked Friends. I liked Matthew Perry on Friends. So I was thinking... You know, I'll be Chandler Bing. That's my calling in life. Chandler Bing. That's me. So I'll do stand-up because, you know, I seem to have a knack for standing in front of people and telling jokes. So I'll do stand-up and uh, I'll get, I'll go down to Los Angeles. I'll get on a TV show and I'll be Chandler Bing. And I will marry Adriana Lima or whoever the hot famous chick was at that time. You know, who who would that have been? Raquel Welch? You know, Sophia Loren? I'm pretty old. So, uh, it almost happened that way. Started stand-up, went pretty well. Went down to Los Angeles, did not get a TV show. That That's where I hit the wall. Auditioned for several, didn't get one. Now, the thing is, I'm not dead, right? I'm 40 years old. I know I look half dead, but with all that nose hair coming out, my God, 
So, 40 years old. Sure, I could I could hit the audition rooms again, you know? But it's just... I almost think, what is the point? And I know my wife would say, the point is money, Mark. The point is having a job. I get that. And I do consider writing, sometimes, for TV. But it's just being in stuff for the sake of being in stuff. Does it lead to any kind of happiness? You know? Like, look at fucking, uh, who's the last two people who just killed themselves? Is, is Kate Spade and uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain. Now, Kate Spade, I don't, I don't know her deal. You know, making purses, I don't know how fulfilling that is. But Bourdain, he seemed to, you know, everything he tried, he was very successful at. And his travel show, man, I started watching that after he passed away because he did one about Newfoundland, and it was good. It was good, man. Even though, apparently, the travel show tweeted, uh, we were just hanging out with the Newfies, and then some Newfoundlanders got bags. They don't like being called Newfies. And uh, luckily, a bunch of other Newfoundlanders said, hey, the guy's obviously being complimentary. They obviously didn't know some of you find that derogatory. And uh, go fuck yourselves. Calm down. He's, he's trying to promote tourism in Newfoundland. He's, he's trying to promote how good the province is at, at making food and, and, and how nice it is to be there. So go fuck yourselves. Anyway, and then when he killed himself, I wonder those people who bitched him out on Twitter, and it became an international story, by the way, about how uh, Newfoundland was very mad at him for, for doing the tweet about Newfie, and he killed himself a, a few days later. So I'm just saying that didn't help. Anyway, I'm sure that wasn't the only reason. But w- what it is is you just can't, you can't, it doesn't matter what kind of level of success you have. Robin Williams, fucking, you know, Richard Jenny. These people, it just doesn't matter. Because depression's tough. If, you, if, you, if you're having troubles, people, get someone to talk to. You know, go, go see some people. Because uh, that fucking shit doesn't matter what you do. It never goes away. You got to get that at its root. You got to get it right at the core. So the point is, not to get too morbid about it. It's just, I, you know, what's, I don't, I, I already see, I guess because I've been in it long enough, you know, I've done it long enough, and I've had tastes of what it'd be like to be doing this on a higher level, and, uh, and I know it just wouldn't jazz me up. It wouldn't be super fulfilling. It sure would be nice to have some money, you know, to, to feel like you, you, you were good at your job because of the monetary compensation you receive. I'm sure there's some gratification there. Going, hey, I'm driving a brand new Tesla because people really like to see my stupid face on TV. There must be something satisfying about it. But I think what I like is the process. Guys, I like making things, but I like doing it myself. Like for a while, I thought I was doing it myself because I had to and I can't wait to get a crew and all these things. No, I just, I like learning it. I like making it. And I'll also say, that I'm getting streamlined. And I'm feeling pretty good these days. I just, like, my clothes, you know, through a process of elimination, because they're getting, a lot of them are getting old, because, you know, I'm old. So some clothes just fall apart. So now, like, I have a few items of clothes that I wear, and they're nice. And so when they wear out, I'll get other nice items. But I don't have a billion pieces of clothes that I, I have to overwhelming amount of clothes to choose through almost like a minimalist 
and my computers and my cameras and my gear. Yeah, I have a bunch of little gadgets, but they all work together. I know what they do, and they all serve a purpose, and I love them. And I love making things. And I don't know. Maybe I will be the next blippy. My wife said, you should do the French version, even though I don't speak French. That was her way of telling me you should learn French and then be the blippy. I could be flippy. French blippy. Uh, <laughs> uh, bonjour, kids. Uh, I think now that's creepy, right? Thick French accent on a kid's entertainer. Sound like you're smoking a pack of cigarettes. Uh, bonjour. Today we're... Uh, uh, we're learning how to be rude to customers when we are waiters. I think, I think I just, what fucking accent was that? Guys, it's stifling hot here in the car. So uh, I'm going to go upstairs and get the beer I've earned. Because even though no one's paid me for this podcast, this counts as work. All right? So I'm going to go upstairs, get myself a nice cold beer. And uh, avoid the multitudes of people who keep walking past this fucking recording studio. Oh, here comes some more. You better be turning right, you fuckers. You better be turning. And you are. Oh, speaking of that, the fuckers. I tell you, I'm going to go now, guys. But I'm going to remind me to tell you about Brad and his chick downstairs on the next podcast. Or don't remind me. I'll write it down. So that's it. Thanks for listening. If you've got kids, do yourself a favor. If they're under five, turn on some Blippy. I think you're going to like what you see. And Blippy, if you're listening, I know you're probably a big fan of my podcast. Uh, thanks for entertaining my little fella. It's been great. So I'll uh, talk to you. What is today? Sunday? I'm putting this one out on Monday. So I'll talk to you again on, on Thursday. Put out the next one on Thursday. That's my schedule, right? Oh, Christ. I'm baking here, guys. I gotta go. Okay, thanks again. See ya!